Good evening and welcome. It's the Independence Gang. I'm your host, JV, along with Britt Griffith as we get ready to uh, go through another night of things that are making us very mad. And I know that because in the warm-up to the program, Britt was kind of getting furious. There were F-bombs and S-bombs and B-bombs. You you threw every kind of bomb there is to throw uh, as we were getting ready to come on live, Britt. And then you hit me with a crazy train. <laughs> and I did it without even being on the air. That's how crazy it was. We've got Jeff with us tonight and KJ. Welcome, guys. Great to have you along with us tonight. A lot of things to talk about. Uh, I'm going to get started with something that's rather uh, probably kind of trite compared to the other things we're going to talk about tonight. But I thought it was interesting and it affects KJ and Britt more than anybody else because they're in California. But California just passed a new environmental mandate that could effectively put Uber and Lyft in these these, uh, I don't know what you call them, uh, ride-sharing services, I guess, out of business. And this is the second time California has passed something that threatens those businesses, which have become very, very popular. In the past, yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, in the past, California passed some labor regulations, which basically made it illegal for the Uber concept, which is that each one of those Uber drivers is an independent contractor. And, you know, these labor regulations, and they've they've done some of this nationally as well and in other states, but they, they basically try to effectively eliminate the ability for someone to be considered an independent contractor and make everybody an employer, and that way everybody's got to pay employment taxes and payroll taxes so it's just another money grab but the, the the voters in california got rid of that particular effort and uh, were able to circumvent it but this time around a new regulation plans to attack these services in the name of environmentalism the california air resources board just unanimously voted to uh, to a mandate that um, uber and lyft rides must entirely switch to electric vehicles not not in a while not in 2050 not in 2035 but virtually immediately the california's clean air regulator on thursday adopted rules to mandate that nearly all trips on uber and lyft ride hauling platforms have to be in electric vehicles over the next few years this is the first such regulation by a u.s state the rules mandate that if that if that electric vehicles must account for 90 percent of these ride shares guys you got you 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 two are living in california kj let's go to you first these boards i mean this is the california what is it california air resource board do they have the power to do things like that is that how it works in california or is this something that would still need to go through some type of legislative approval yeah okay it sounds like a great thing yeah you know electric vehicles all oh, they're you know the all the rage and and everybody thinks oh fantastic cut down emissions but I mean, don't you have to burn more coal or more wood or more pallets, whatever it is that they're going to be burning in order to create electricity? Doesn't that, you know, what are the carbon emissions there? I mean, where are the real studies on, on you know, cutting down on these, these uh, combustible engines versus burning the materials that you need to burn to create more electricity? I mean, um, I don't think it's fair to these people. Um, I really don't because Uber and Lyft, it's not like they're taking it to the bank anyway. You know, you know, the, those companies have already brought down uh, the the pay scale. It seems every year your, your rides get cheaper and cheaper and they've got to work harder and harder just to maintain even their expenses. 
Yeah, Uber uh, is notoriously losing money despite the innovative nature of the service. Jeff, I know you're not in California. You're in Florida, one of the one of the few remaining free states, it seems. But here you have a, an environmental board mandating or dictating that uh, these Uber drivers. Now, remember, Uber drivers are just people with cars. They're not they're, you know looking to make a little extra money on the side. That's really what the concept sure. is. Uh, but now these Uber drivers are going to have to go out and buy electric vehicles, which cost way more than traditional gas vehicles. Uh, they are more difficult to get. I think only 2% of all cars in the country, all vehicles in the country right now are electric vehicles. There's a reason for that. Uh, charging stations are less available. Um, the actual uh, range that these Uber drivers would have would be, will be cut down by these electric vehicles, not to mention the, what KJ just talked about. The, you know, there, there is a price to pay for electric vehicles beyond the uh, immediate cost. That's the need to generate more electricity to power them. And the fact that the components are basically toxic and the rare earths come from China. A friend of mine that's from California from Los Angeles area. He said right now there's a, a whole line of Teslas waiting to get off the highway to go to these charging stations because there's just not enough charging stations for all these electric vehicles. And it seems to me they're kind of pinpointing Lyft and Uber, which are, you know, they're, they're great ideas. They brought competition to the market because, you know, they, they've pushed taxis out of the market because, and they've, they've made, I, I think they're much cleaner vehicles than a lot of the taxis I've ridden in, which are nasty. And uh, actually, it's keeping a lot more cars off the road, which would, you know, because people are, instead of driving all their own personal cars, there's like, you know, let's say a quarter less cars on the car could be on the road at, at one time because people are going out to dinner, they're drinking, whatever, they call up an Uber. It's just keeping a lot of more cars off the road. So I think it's a great thing. And that's a great point. Well, you're pinpointing them. Yeah, that, that's a great point. It does keep a lot of cars off the road. Uh, Britt, again, you're in California. What do you think of something like this? Jeff, 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 you've missed the point. The whole reason for getting rid of Lyft and Uber is because they're not unionized and there's not union donations going to the left wing Marxist political politicians who want the damn money so that they can keep oppressing us while they live in their mansions behind their walls with their armed security guards. This is all about money and politics for them. They do not care about us peasants, us plebes out in the fields working away. They just want our money. And Uber and Lyft and those type of platforms have decimated the taxi union. And the taxi union puts a lot of money into their politicians with their lobbying. So therefore, Uber and Lyft have got to go. And that's all this is about. And, and to KJ's point, he's absolutely right. What is the carbon footprint of an electric vehicle? Well, when they do these studies that are not biased not trying to drive an agenda by universities that are neutral and above board, electric vehicles at this point in time are dirtier on the environment than a high mileage petroleum vehicle. When I say high mileage, you know, 22, 25 miles to the gallon or better vehicle. Electric vehicles are dirtier. What we do with the batteries when they're done, the mining. I mean, if you own a if you own a Tesla or a Prius, if you're into electric vehicles, you are into slave labor. You are okay with slaves making you stuff so you can virtual signal, virtue signal how how I don't know how amazing you are to the environment and that you're better than the rest of us. 
all on the backs of child labor and slave labor. You are disgusting human beings, and you should be treated as such. You know, when you started your answer, I had my finger on the crazy train trigger, but then I, I actually started to agree with everything you were saying there, Britt. And then you returned to the Crazyville uh, station there and that last part, but that's okay. It was all good. I do want to point out South Park. Didn't South Park have an episode where they did this virtue signaling thing for everybody who was driving a Prius back, you know, when Priuses were the virtue single signal car of choice. I mean, I think I remember that being pretty funny. Um, I want to move on to CNN. Uh, CNN is having a very, very difficult time. They are experiencing what, what is being called a catastrophic decline in viewer, viewership. This uh, drop is causing a lot of headaches for CNN. Uh, just to give you an idea, the average primetime viewership right now, as of the week of May 10th, for the cable news channels, Fox has 2.8. 3.4 million, and MSNBC has 1.48 million, and CNN has less than a million, 932,000. Those numbers are pretty stark. I'll put those numbers right up here so you can see them. But um, these numbers are about 40% less than what, this, what these uh, networks were experiencing last year. Couple questions about this. One is, uh, we'll go, Jeff, you first. Uh, is this the Trump exit effect? Are we are we seeing just a disinterest in the news because Trump isn't there to provide something interesting for these people to talk about? Well, that's for sure. I mean, I think they talked about Trump, what probably 90% of, of, of every every sentence that they said when Trump was in office was anti-Trump or something Trump did wrong or what Trump's going to do wrong or what his administration did wrong. So yeah, I mean, what's what's to watch? I don't think they even know what to talk about. I think Don Lemon's show, I think uh, oh reruns God. of Family Guy <laughs> have better ratings than the Don Lemon show. I hate that show. Um, KJ, uh, why? How? How can somebody like Jeff Zucker still have a job? How does this man who runs CNN still have employment, given how terribly that network is performing? Yeah, man, it's it's absurd, really. Like it, you know, if it was us, uh, you know, in in uh, in any daily job that and we weren't performing like that, then uh, we'd be gone in a heartbeat. We'd be replaced by some, you know, some kid out of college or whatever. You know, um, the the reality is, I, I think with the two, you know, those poster childs um, or poster children, Don Lemon and, and Chris Cuomo, um, they're just not believable anymore. And uh, you know, I think that that. The fact that there's not a whole lot of dirt on Trump and, and things for them to talk about there, um, they've they've lost a lot of of their own you know blue viewership. Uh, but I think in general, nowadays, I, I think the awakening is really is really starting to grow. Um, you know, not the woke ship, the awakening of, of of the people that really want America to be what it what it was, what it can be, what it should be. Um, when, when CNN and MSNBC are just spouting fear, 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 scare tactics, propaganda all the time, you know, you don't have to be red or blue to get sick of that. You know, you, you just have to be alive to realize that that shit, we're over it, man. Let's hear some good news. Let's hear what, do, what should we do? You know, let, let's hear some good ideas. I mean, I just, I can't stand it. I haven't watched CNN in over a year. Or, or maybe just some news instead of just this, this propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> um, picking up in this, uh, I'll go through this, Britt, then you can uh, you can take it and comment and then move on with what you've got here. But um, MSNBC and CNN did, and this is uh, what I'm pointing to is maybe one of the problems 
for both of those networks. They had a, a kind of a rare uh, cross network appearance here. Uh, CNN's Jake Tapper was on MSNBC on the Morning Joe program this morning. And the headline out of this I thought was kind of interesting because it says MSNBC and CNN admit we need to be more fair to Donald Trump and the Republicans. And I thought, oh, wow, okay, this is interesting. So I went looking for the video of this. Now, the MS the official MSNBC video of this interview on YouTube does not have this part of the interview. They cut this out. It is not part of the archive. So, but I did watch what was there. And I thought it was really, really interesting that, and I know these statements were said. I have the quotes here of exactly what was said. They said, every time you have to remind people that people are innocent until proven guilty and a leak is not an indictment, an indictment is not a conviction. Tapper said that. Um, I'm going to have some questions about that, but I want to go to back to the beginning of this this discussion that the two of these had. Now, these two guys had. Now, remember, they end up, ending this interview saying we need to be more fair to Donald Trump and the Republicans. But here's how the interview started out. I just want to ask you one quick question about what we've been talking about this sure. morning, and that is the January 6th commission uh, being uh, being voted against uh, by most Republicans in the House, but also uh, Mitch McConnell and Republicans in the Senate also seem uh, to be ready to vote it down. Uh, is this is this a good opportunity for Nancy Pelosi to just move forward aggressively with her own committee in the House? I want to play it again. And when Joe, Joe Scarborough says uh, that the Republicans voted it down or most Republicans voted against it, watch what Jake Tapper does, because it's very, very telling. It tells you everything you need to know. I just want to ask you one quick question about what we've been talking about this sure. morning, and that is the January 6th commission uh, being uh, being voted against uh, by most Republicans in the House, but also uh, Mitch McConnell and Republicans in the Senate also seem uh, to be I don't have to play the rest of it there, but he, he shakes his head. He's like, yeah, like he's like disgusted by the fact that most Republicans voted against the January 6th commission. I will say something about the January 6th commission, and then we'll talk about this particular story. The January 6th commission was an attempt by Pelosi, and if they actually get this done, they'll have succeeded in this attempt, to make sure the headline January 6th, or the event, stays in the headlines through the midterm elections. That's what they want. That's the only thing they're looking for. They're not looking for truth, I assure you, because as we know, Nancy Pelosi has 16,000 hours of video surveillance that she could have released that would show us the truth. It would show us what really happened, but she has no interest in releasing any of that because the truth is the least important thing here to her. Now, one more, th- one more thing, one more clip I want to show you from this discussion. This is uh, Jake Tapper basically telling us and everyone who is watching this program what Nancy Pelosi should do because the Republicans aren't supporting this. What would be, I think, great is if she reached out to people like uh, Republican Congressman Denver Riggleman. If she reached out to the Republicans out there, if she were, were willing to work that way, um, then I think the commission would have some credibility. But if she just lets McCarthy name the people, you know, he's going to put Marjorie Taylor Greene on the commission. I mean, you know, who knows what he's going to do? He obviously does not want to get to the bottom of what happened. So Jake Tapper is basically saying not only should Nancy Pelosi forge ahead without Republican support and create this commission, but the only fair way to do it, according to Jake Tapper, is that Nancy Pelosi also picks the Republicans that would be on this commission. 
Brett, I don't, you know, and, and then they end this conversation saying, you know what, we really have to start being more fair to Donald Trump and the Republicans. Which they cut. <laughs> Which they cut so out of the YouTube version. Right. So I couldn't have worn the more perfect shirt today. Truth. The new hate speech. Oh, my name's in the way. Get rid of my name. All right. Well. Ah, anyway. <laughs> anyway, truth. The new hate speech. Oh, my God. So, um, not surprised by the media. I mean, Morning, Morning Joe is a blowhard. Uh, he failed as a politician. He failed as a conservative politician. So he, he started grifting, and now, you know, he's hooked up with some liberal dame that's his girlfriend now, and he's got to keep her happy. So he's going to say whatever he has to do so he doesn't get kicked out to the doghouse. Uh, Tapper, I mean, their, their ratings are in the toilet. I mean, it's done. I mean, they're, they're talking about CNN's getting sold off. They're, that whole place over there is an uproar because there's a massive sale in the works right now. And when that happens, uh, there could be some major changes. I mean, uh, uh, Zuckerberg could be out and someone new in, and maybe someone wants to make money. And again, news shouldn't be about making money, but apparently it is now. It's a cost center. Um, Pelosi's an idiot, uh, but she's a dangerous idiot. She's smart at being cunning, and she's only an idiot because I don't agree with what she's doing, um, and it's not good for America. She's just a power hungry. You mean you mean you mean cuddle muffin is what you meant to say? Oh, cuddle muffin. She's a cuddle muffin. Um, but uh, uh, God, that is amazing. We're gonna put together nine eleven commission, and here's our people. Oh, and we're gonna pick your people too. <laughs> You're in the court of law. You're in the court, and the the DA comes in and says. I'm doing this case. Oh, and here's your lawyer you get to use. Yeah. Give me a break. I have a question Give before you before break. you do your thing, before yeah. you take off on your topic. I want to ask you something about this story. There's a couple of things going that could be going on here with CNN and NBC saying, yeah, we need to be fair to Trump. One of those things is that they recognize there are going to be a lot of Joe Biden scandals, and they don't want to take the same approach on Joe Biden that they took on Trump. So they have to say, oh, you know what? Maybe we were too hard on Trump. So going forward, we're going to we're going to wait until things get proven, disproven, whatever. Wait for the facts before we start reporting. It's either that or they are, in fact, showing some kind of remorse and regret. What do you think it is? Uh, no, 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 it's more about, God, we got to protect Joe Biden at all costs. Also, also, I mean, change is afoot. With these cells that are happening, maybe these individual reporters like, oh, man, we don't know who's coming in. Maybe we better moderate a little bit so that we don't get the whack, the, the axe and whatnot. Um, the other thing that's going on with the ratings drop, it's not all just the bad, their bad product. It's the Democrats have gone back to sleep. Orange Man Bad's gone. Um, all, the, the massive outrage that was like the four court, the four court press from the media to corporations to, you know, uh, Hollywood and the movies and the sitcoms and the, in the, everywhere you turn, it was orange man bad. And they got a lot of people riled up because it was orange man bad. Well, that's all gone now. So they've gone back to sleep and you can literally see it in the ratings and those people won't come back for the midterms. They're, they're checked out. They're gone. They're not coming back. So that's what they're fearful of. I mean, they know that they're going to have a problem in 2022 because their base is riled up, but the people, those people, the, the, the non-political people that woke up for that one point because the ballots magically fell out of the sky right into their laps, yeah. um, they're not going to be there. They're not going to be there this time. So they've got problems and they know it. Um, but, you know, since we're on the uh, Pelosi is a, a cuddle muffin bandwagon, I do have a quick hit here for that. So um, uh, Pelosi is uh, in, her, in her weekly meeting with the press, her weekly presser. Pelosi suggests she may bar unvaccinated, unmasked Republicans from the House floor. And then if you go into the text of the uh, transcript, 
uh, one of her uh, one of her statements was, "We have to wait for them to vaccinate because they are selfishly endangerment to other people, including staff people here." Pelosi said, "An honor system as to whether somebody's been vaccinated. Do you want them breathing in your face on the strength of their honor?" Uh, excuse me, Miss Pelosi, who's supposed to be an educated human being that is uh, like the third most powerful person uh, of this country that is supposed to be making um, informed decisions, uh, proper decisions, good decisions for our country, has no idea how vaccines work. The reason you get vaccinated is so you don't have to worry about the ones that don't get vaccinated. That's how it works. And it has been proven by three university-level peer-reviewed studies that the vaccine works. You don't get sick and you don't give it to people. This is all politics. She is an evil person, KJ. Can this woman be any dumber than she already is? What say you? Well, she keeps on going. I think that's going to answer itself. You know, uh, we need to we need to hit the eject button on this lady here. Uh, she needs to go for a, a, a big uh, big fly in the sky right now. <laughs> you know, honestly, um, it, it doesn't make any sense. And and this whole like playing the vaccinated against the non vaccinated and and continuing this and you know this this it's the whole bait and switch on everything it's like once one of their ideas is not really you know working out like they thought it was or as exciting as it was in the beginning then we switch to something else you know i mean in in reality if if uh you know you're vaccinated and i'm not and we're hanging out in the same room and we're yelling and screaming at each other and having a great debate and laughing and having fun you know am i the i, I should be the only one that's put myself at risk here right and if i have the choice which i do as an american under my constitutional rights to have a choice about my health and what i'm injected with what i take what i ingest you know there there should be no risk to the vaccinated so if you're vaccinated out there you should be feeling confident that you can walk around anywhere you want no matter who's you know spewing out covid saliva all over you right you're you're immune now um, and, and how many people out there are also have gotten the COVID and, and recovered from it and still don't want to get vaccinated? Haven't we built up enough resistance to this that now we're safe? Like, I mean, this is just absolutely ridiculous. They keep on going with this. Yeah, I, I, it, it is beyond me. So today, Jeff, today, me and my brother, we're doing a huge uh, apartment remodel. We got four units we got to do. I got to buy three full kitchens and six full bathrooms of cabinetry. Went to this place, uh, I won't name, but I did tweet about it today. Um, and as I'm walking in the door, they said, oh, you got to wear your mask. Got to wear your mask, sir. And I was like, I'm fully vaccinated. Nope, got to wear your mask to be in the store. And I was like, oh, so we're not doing science? She was like, come on, sir, just put your mask on. You're very rude about it. So as my brother is looking at the price sheet, the, the measurements, figuring out, I started Googling because I was curious. What are they really the cheapest? Because that's why I've gone there for years. Are they because I just assume they're the cheapest? I figured out today that they're not the cheapest. Lowe's is cheaper by on average about ten dollars a cabinet. We left. I was gonna spend twenty five thousand dollars today at that store buying cabinets, and I looked at my brother. I said, "We're done." Did you tell him? Lowe's, and that's why. Oh yeah, on the way out, I said, "Never buying from here again, fuckers." Literally just like that. And the people that are in the sales, they know me because I'm there a lot. I spent about hundred grand a year at this place. And they were like, what, what, what? I said, you can keep your mask mandate. See ya. We're going to Lowe's. And out the door we went. Um, and I said, we're going to Lowe's because they're cheaper. Everybody, they're cheaper and left. So all these uh, do-it-yourselfers are there. Oh, maybe Lowe's is cheaper. Anyway, and then I tweeted about it. I was angry today. 
very angry. So my, my question to you, Jeff, is this is how I'm fighting back with my dollars. How are you fighting back? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, the whole thing's kind of strange. I mean, I went into Walmart yesterday and they had a notice on the door. I noticed for the first time and it stated that uh, anyone vaccinated is not required to wear a mask in here. What does that mean? How are you supposed to enforce that? Are you going to ask people? Nobody said anything to me. I just saw that sign and I'm like, okay, I guess you just don't wear a mask. And nobody can wear a mask if they want to. So I don't understand why. I mean, I don't like this vaccination shaming or mask shaming at all. That's, I, I, I just don't like this. But as far as fighting back, like you said, if they're going to make it more difficult for you to buy their products, you're going to go somewhere else. Yep. And that's what I did. And that's what I did, a big dollar amount. And when I was over at Lowe's JV, I was talking to the manager. Brad was his name. And I told, and me and my brother, we didn't have our masks on. He had his mask on because he's required to. But he told us that as soon as June 15th hits, because in California, that's when the masks start mandatory, apparently, because June 15th is a magic number of some sort. I don't know why. But he says he's shedding his mask. But Lowe's is not, uh, they're not asking about masks or uh, wear masks or don't wear masks because they don't want their employees being assaulted by crazy people. And I said, well, I'm not crazy, but good. I'm not wearing a mask. Anyway, my question to you, JV, is if enough people start pushing back, I mean, my brother and I, we're kind of the first. We're the first ones to get up and dance. We'll see what happens. But are, are you wearing a mask when you go out? Are you, like, If you have a choice in a store, are you going to wear a mask or are you not? I don't wear a mask unless um, I'm in a place that um, I don't have a choice and I have to be in that place. And in Cooperstown, New York, we don't have a lot of options. We don't have seven uh, options for a hardware store to use your example we don't have you know seven uh, options for uh, a pharmacy we, we basically have one of everything and some cases we don't even have one uh, we have to go somewhere else for it. but either way so you know i but i don't believe in the mask mandate thing i haven't even during the height of all of this i didn't think it made sense and obviously uh, fauci didn't either because in the beginning he said it doesn't do any good there's plenty of of uh, studies that say it really doesn't do anything. And I was really surprised how many people not only bought into it, and that's fine. If you think it's going to help you, go for it. Um, that's absolutely fine. But but even now, when the CDC is telling us, you don't need to wear it if you're vaccinated anywhere, and you definitely don't need to wear it outside. Yet I walk by people all the time, jogging with their masks on, walking, and they're not, they're near nobody. They're near no one. Cooperstown is a very sparsely populated place and are driving with their masks. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't understand it. It's almost as though, and I said this before, it's kind of the anti-MAGA hat. You know, wearing your mask yeah. is just telling people you didn't vote for Trump and you're on board with the liberal uh, ideology and uh, theology is really what it's turned into. So I just don't understand it. Yeah. I literally had a guy today in Lowe's when I was getting a gas pipe. He, he leaned over and he goes, do you not have to wear a mask in here? And I looked at him and I said, if you're vaccinated, I go, are you vaccinated? He goes, yeah, I'm vaccinated. I go, well, then act like it. Take your damn <laughs> mask off. Act like it. You're yeah. vaccinated. Science has proven that vaccinations work. If we're doing science, take your damn mask off if you're vaccinated. Um, and if you're not vaccinated, I don't care. Take it off because I'm vaccinated. I don't care if you die. Do your thing. You do you, I'll do me. All right, so I'm going to move on to another thing. Is that okay, JV? Yeah, go for or it. Did you want to jump no, in? No, go. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to uh, – I love this quote. From each according to his abilities to each according to his needs, right? Isn't that what Marxism, socialism is all about? The people that can work, we're going to take your shit away and we're going to give it to the people who don't want to work. 
Well, what happened with AOC over here? So JV, you brought this up the other day, right? JV, the AOC thing. Did, I know did we, we talk talked about that on the show. I, I know we talked okay. about it. I'm not sure if it was on the show. Well, we did. And and correct me if I'm wrong, wrong JV, just a quick answer. AOC is a socialist, right? She that's what she that's how she identifies, yeah. Mm -hmm. For those that for the liberals that are watching, and I know that you do watch because I get your hate mail. Uh fair her, enough. Um here she's you have said you are a democratic socialist. Mm -hmm. Um can you be a democratic socialist and a capitalist? Well, I think it depends on your interpretation. So there are some democratic socialists that would say absolutely not. There are other people that are democratic socialists that would say, I think it's possible. What are you? I think it's possible. So she thinks it's possible. She is a democratic socialist, KJ, a democratic socialist, yet she's living the high life. How <laughs> how can she square her her Tesla driving, penthouse DC apartment living, thousand dollar clothes wearing lifestyle as a mark as a democratic socialist? Again, if you forgot oh, the God. quote from, from each according yeah. to his ability. To each according to his needs. How does she square that circle? Well, according to her abilities to manipulate the system, however, she needs to manipulate it so it benefits her, right? She can, mm. you know, it, it's it's the classic, you know, talking the talk and not walking the walk, you know? I mean, it, it, it's it's just absurd, man. It's absurd right now what's going on with these these democratic people that are that are you know telling everybody how they should be living and what they should be doing and locking everyone down and putting all these regulations on your freedoms and yet they have no regard for any of it and whenever they can um they're they're going against what they're what they are preaching and it's only out and it's and it's even like sparsely out in the public where they're actually abiding by the the rules or or um the mandates that are out there right now i mean you know this this is now uh you know just another thing that that aoc is so contradictory on and and you know it's just absurd man i i think at this point uh you you can't believe anything that they're saying and you know and they will take whatever piece of whatever uh idea that they need to to craft their own lifestyle with a uh, very little regard for the rest of us exactly so jeff just in case you forgot from each according to his abilities to each according to his needs that is the saying that a socialist lives by. Therefore, AOC apparently, because, because she has this Tesla right here, and she can park where she wants. Oh, and she's also going to Whole Foods, which is one of the most expensive stores to go buy food at. So she has a lot of abilities that we need to take from her. We need to take that from her. Because if you remember in the USSR days, these are the cars that you got to buy that were made in a communist country. JB, can you give me full screen? Okay, thank you. <laughs> so Jeff, so these are the cars that AOC should have to choose from if she's a true socialist. So these were uh, uh, these little things. So uh, they were around 69,000 rubles uh, in Russian back then. And that equates to $937 US. So therefore we should be able to buy with a Tesla. We take her Tesla away, we give her one of these. That leaves us with what like, with like uh, $49,000, so we could buy 40 more cars to distribute to her constituents, because that's how communism works. We take from the workers and we give to the lazy. Should we be doing this now, Jeff? 
<laughs> I think the just identifying as socialist answers the question right there. I mean, obviously she needs more and the elites always, even in Soviet Russia, they lived higher on the hog. Same thing I'm sure in communist China, they, they lived higher on the hog than the, than the regular working class. And that and that's right, Britt. I mean, you know, the, the elites in, in the Soviet Russia drove those zeals, which are like these little little mini limos that they used to drive around in. And to get one of those, I, I forget the name of the, that car you just showed. They were just they were absolute two cycle pieces of junk. And uh, it, it could almost take up to five years to even get one. You had to get on a list yep. to do it. So, I, yeah, I guess, you know, when you're an elite, your needs are always more. Yeah, exactly. So, JV, you can talk about any of that or none of that. Do whatever you want because you're the boss. I just, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I look at people like AOC and I and I see her, you know, the nice car she's driving, as you pointed out, the nice clothes she's got. Uh, you know, she's healthy. She's using her smartphone. And I look at all the parts of her life. And if if democratic socialism or Marxism were the the form of government or the society that she grew up in, she wouldn't have her iPhone. She wouldn't have a PC or a computer to do her work on. She wouldn't have any of these life-saving medications that we all rely on these days. She wouldn't have things in a nation that was um, without the freedom of America guiding the way. She wouldn't have a nation that had equality, that had free speech, that had the end of slavery. She wouldn't have fully functional and affordable vehicles and cars to drive. She wouldn't have any of these things. Yet she's out she there. She's out there criticizing the very things that give her the quality of life that she enjoys. Now, she doesn't realize it because she's not smart enough to put those pieces together. She doesn't recognize that capitalism, free market, and entrepreneurship is what's created all of these things that have led to the advancement of the human condition. She doesn't get that. If we all lived in the Soviet Union and that was the way of life for all of us, we'd all be driving those pieces of shit cars if cars were ever in invented. And we'd all be, uh, you know, sitting in our in our little tiny one room apartments, hoping we there's enough bread at the store when we go there. Uh, okay, yeah, exactly. guys. Realistically, if it's going to work, if that system is going to work, right? That she's touting. Why doesn't she show us firsthand? Yeah, live the live the life and show us how great it is, and then maybe people will actually, you know, uh, you know, uh, grab onto that train. But she's not gonna. I have something really quick here I just want to point out. Uh, Joe Biden, uh, the Hunter Biden emails have re have been revealing a lot of things as people go through them. And one of the things that just recently revealed really isn't anything to do with Hunter Biden per se. But uh, the former uh, head of the FBI gave $100,000 to a trust that was set up for Joe Biden's grandchildren. And in the email exchange where this was discussed between he and Hunter, it says this is being done for some future work to be determined down the road. What? In other words, it's just be, it's being given for it's just being given to his grandchildren. Now, why is the former head of the FBI giving a hundred thousand dollars, putting it into a trust for Joe Biden's grandchildren? Um, Britt, you often talk about what's going on in the swamp mm -hmm. donald trump was was uh was elected because of things like this that are happening in fact donald trump was impeached twice for things less than this in fact if, if my count is correct i think biden is up to about 20 impeachable offenses by that standard and uh yep. how 
how does this stuff continue to happen and no one but shows like us, which apparently we have a higher uh, viewership than CNN at this point, um, but shows like <laughs> us and maybe Fox News are the only ones that seem to care. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. This is uh, this is insane. This has been going on for a long time. This is this. I mean, this probably goes back all the way to the Hoover days and maybe before. I mean, there was crazy stories that came out, you know, back in the olden days, which I'm talking like the beginning of our country. I mean, politics is dirty. It just is. I mean, Ben Franklin had 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 newspaper had owned four newspapers in four different big cities, so he could trash his opponents. Um, this is what it is. But you know, the, the difference between then and now is we have the technology to know better, um, and we're finding out. I mean, it is there in front of us for for us to see and deal with. We can read it. We can see it. The proof is there. There is a money trail. There's an electronic trail. There is email trails. There's the trail is there. The problem is the media has chosen a side and they're counting on the leftist tribalists that don't care and they'll just believe whatever. They don't care. They know the truth and they don't care. It's their side. But there's this vast majority of the population in the middle of our political spectrum that is uneducated politically. They don't want to be uneducated. All they want to do is drink their beer, ride their boats, go jet skiing, go snowboarding, go, you know, they just want to live their life and do their thing and not worry about politics. Problem is they still vote and they vote by the information they get from the mainstream media that has chosen the side of the leftists so that they can keep their grift going so that Jake Tapper and Morning Joe and they can all keep their million dollar a year jobs and live in their penthouses in New York, you know, and bang all the women they want like Bill Maher who apparently sleeps with a different woman almost every weekend at the Playboy Mansion when it was open all the time is a sleazeball towards women. Yeah, he was always at the Playboy Mansion when it was open all the time. I mean, and the, and the vast majority in the middle don't know that, don't care, but they catch their news from them and then they go vote and we're in this mess that we're in. And the sad part about it is when we're so far down the train track or we're so down far down the rabbit hole, it's gonna be too late to turn around. That's when they'll wake up, but we're gonna be screwed by then and trying to, trying to back up ain't gonna happen. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cover something else really quickly. Then I'll give it back to you, Britt. The, uh, I just I just need to make sure everybody understands here. Some of the things that we talk about, often we'll talk about Joe Biden and how he seems mentally deficient or cognitively impaired. Uh, and we watch clips of him not being able to speak. Some people think we're making fun of him. That's not the intention at all. The intention is to illustrate how the leader of the free world might not be in a position to be that leader. Uh, we talk about other things in the program, too, that we don't necessarily judge people for. However, we think they're where they're being elevated. Those things are being elevated into society is an inappropriate place. And this is one of those things. I don't care what people do. I don't care what how people live. It's up to them. But when they start affecting children, that's when I start to question whether it's appropriate. And there's a program which is back on the air. It's called the Drag Queen Story Hour. And it's back on television due to a partnership between New York City Department of Education and PBS. It is a program designed for three to eight-year-old children. Now, I'm going to give you a bit of a, a, a taste of what this program is about. I'm so excited to be here with you today. I'm part of the NYU community, as Christopher said. I am a PhD student in media culture and communication. If you are a kid, I am so glad that you're here. Let's start with a little welcome song that I like to do. And hi, hello, and how are you? How are you? How are you? I'm fierce. 
And you know what? If you have trouble with that snap, just fake it till you make it. That's another thing drag queens like to do. Again, I don't care what these folks want to do. Everybody's entitled to do what they want to do. But three to eight-year-olds treading the fine line that we have to tread here, Jeff, is this appropriate for kids? I, I just don't, you know, I mean, we wouldn't we wouldn't have a program with Joe Campbell sitting there smoking cigarettes. You know, it's a perfectly legal thing, but we wouldn't do that. I, I, I mean, it seems like there's got to be a line somewhere. Yeah, I mean, we had Mr. Rogers, which was just a wonderful show for kids, and it was geared towards kids, and it was very appropriate. I saw this, too, with the drag queens. I'm completely at a loss as to what is is it that you're supposed to allow kids to think about that they're going to be maybe transgender or something when they're that young of an age, which they don't have any idea about anything at that point? I don't understand why even why, why would PBS even support something like this? I mean, it's fine for adults if you have a choice and you want to live that way and you want to watch RuPaul or whatever. I mean, yeah, have at it. That's your that's your that's your thing. But for three to eight year olds to try to indoctrinate them into some kind of culture like this, it's a little creepy. It's very creepy, and that's exactly the point. Now, remember, this is a, a a joint venture with the New York City Department of Education. That's a publicly funded organization, obviously. And PBS, which also happens to be publicly funded. Here's another clip from uh, Drag Queen Story Hour. This is my brand new book, The Hips on the Drag Queen Goes Swish, 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 um, which just came out in May from Running Press Kids. You might want to think, too, about what your drag name might be. It might be based on a phrase or based on a character or, or someone could also be based on someone in your family or and one thing that I'll point out to you that you'll notice in the book is that the town starts off a little bit gray but I think by the end of the book these queens might add a little extra color and excitement into this town the shoulders on the drag queen go shimmy 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 Shimmy, 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 shimmy. Ooh, doesn't it feel good to shimmy? I don't know if it feels good to shimmy or not, but again, three to eight-year-olds. I want to read read something here, KJ. Um, this original, this program was on before, and it came under fire in recent years because there were a number of scandals associated with it. One of them was a Louisiana drag queen who participated in the events, admitted to grooming children as young as three years old. Not sure what grooming means in that context, but I don't think it's good. In 2019, photos surfaced of children lying on top of drag queens during this story hour uh, that was filmed in Portland. And then also that same year, another drag queen was caught exposing himself to children during the event in Minnesota. Um, again, I'm not going to judge these people. Do what you what makes you feel good. I don't care. But where along the lines do we draw the line when, as Jeff pointed out, children from three to eight can't process this stuff? It makes it it it, it doesn't have the same context as it does to an adult. No, and you know maybe uh, you know obviously they're not going to get it right, so they're going to just think that it's some kind of silly performance, or you know they'll probably laugh at a lot of it or whatnot. But it's it's you know, the, an attempt at conditioning kids, um, you know, is it an attempt at like, you know, more acceptance uh, for, for you know, this uh, approach or, or whatnot? Okay, maybe. But, um, you know, when we talk about grooming, I mean, at this point in my life, uh, when, when someone says grooming, it, it makes me start thinking about pedophiles. 
right? They're grooming kids on the internet and, and becoming friends with them. Hey, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, these drag queens are, are that type. We've, we've got people like that in, in every walk of life. But, um, you know, in, in reality, like really what is, what is the point of, of this whole thing? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of at a loss of words at what's going on right now with, with, uh, you know, what they're teaching kids in schools, the books they're banning, and then the curriculum that they're starting to try to introduce. Um, you know, my son said something to me today that kind of took me aback. Um, at one point he's 11, you know, and he was on a zoom call with, uh, some of his friends from school and he said, Oh, well, uh, Hey, I met a new friend today on the zoom call. She lives in like Atlanta or something. And I was like, well, how did she get on the call? And, Oh, you know, she was invited by, uh, you know, some of the girls from my school, they're friends of hers and whatnot. She's a lesbian dad. And I was like, wait a minute. She's how old is she? Well, she's 11. Well, how do you know she's a lesbian? Like, you know, that's okay. All right. I mean, right. If, if, if but like, how at 11 years old do you already identify as a drag queen, a lesbian, a, you know, whatever? Hasn't it's gone like, through puberty. Even, Hasn't gone through puberty. Yeah, like, I mean, right. You should be thinking about just going outside and playing, not thinking about what yeah, your sexual exactly, orientation is. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and, and KJ, your point is so valid. The things they're taking away from children. Dr. Seuss is no longer allowed, but this stuff is acceptable. Brett, you can comment on any of this or take it to your next topic. <laughs> um, well, number one, I, you know, I don't get you. gay, straight, lesbian, Pandora, uh, Polly. I, I couldn't give two shits. When my kids go to school, reading, writing, arithmetic, science, that's what I want them to learn. I want them to, I want them to know how to do math. I want them to know how to send a rocket to the moon and back. I want them to know how to fix cars. I want them to know how to do complicated math. I want my kids to know how to keep our country number one in this world, and it has nothing to do with any of our sex. Period. And I'm sorry, but these kids are three, four, five, six, eight. They don't even know. And if you're an adult and you have your three, four, five, six, eight, I forgot a number, whatever, get over <laughs> it. Um, but my point is, my point is, we as adults need to not make a big deal about stuff. If there's a lesbian couple raising a child, if, 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 if my kid's at that age and I don't make a stink, I don't go, oh, hey, little, hey, son, whatever, my, my son's name's. Hey, JT, watch out for your friends, two moms. That's a If I just inter interact with them like they're normal human beings like I would anybody, my kid's not going to know the damn difference. That's how we teach our kids to deal with the differences of all of us in this world. We just treat people as they are based on their character, not the color of their skin or who they sleep with. We don't care about that. It's their character. If they're horrible people, that's when you warn, you warn your children, period. I'm done with this, but in school, God dang it, teach them. I want them to know how to do math and I want them to know how to read and I want them to understand science. That's what I want. I don't want any of this other stuff because if all they know is this other stuff and they don't know how to read or do math or do science, we're dead anyway. So what's the point? All right, moving on. Are we good with that? Can I move on? Move on okay, away. I'm move on away. Because I'm done. All right. So JV, or, uh, I forgot who was on with us. I know you were, JV, because we're on together all the time. But uh, remember when we talked about that energy weapon, the people getting smoked in Cuba? Yeah. Well, a report came out today. 130 U.S. officials attacked by suspected direct energy microwave weapon. Severe, uh, suffer severe brain injuries report. 
So, uh, and, and then down on the text, it basically says, uh, U.S. officials say there are now about 130 suspected victims of this, mostly CIA operatives, but some U.S. diplomats being targeted for brain, uh, being targeted by this thing, which is giving them brain injuries, like debilitating headaches and vertigo. Uh, and this is actually from Fox News uh, reporter Jennifer Griffin, who is a serious hard news reporter. She's actually really good. Um, so this has been going on for a while. There's been two, there were two Trump administrations believe that they were targeted also in 2019, 2020. These are the enemies we're dealing with, uh, KJ. These are the enemies we're dealing with that will do something like this, that basically this is putting your head in a microwave and turning it on. And this, this is, our, is the story this is our of a response. soldier who operates your nation's Patriot Missile Defense Systems. Begins in California with a little girl raised by two moms. We're doing this. We're doing this, this, this woke, woke recruitment stuff for people who, who I don't know what this is all about. But we have we have our enemies, yeah. are smoking our brains basically. They're literally trying to cook people alive, yeah. and we're doing the yeah. soft pedal woke crap in our military. How are we going to deal with this down the road? We're not being yeah, taken. We're not going to be taken seriously. Nobody knows how we're going to deal with this down the road, uh, except for the people outside of the U.S. looking in. Uh, you know, there was a comparison between the, the you know, a Russian military ad and, and this particular uh, U.S. military uh, ad here. And, you know, it was just pathetic. You know, they, they show the Russians, you know, doing calisthenics and being all, you know, strong and, and burly and like the military should be i mean yeah okay we need some sensitivity in the military sure but there's a there's a place and a job for that you know um if, if you want to you you want to be a soldier uh you know you you have to you have to be a certain type of soldier in order to get the job done that's what it is when you're in you know a situation where uh you have to go to war um you know, I, I've never been in all for these wars that we have, these needless wars against some of these countries. There there are definitely uh, valid um, times of occupation that we've had over the years. And, and uh, you know, I continue to support that. I support anybody being able to get into the military. Uh, but, you know, the reality is out there, it's, it's a hardball game, right? You know, and like you said, and like the article states, there is this crazy technology out there and that there are entities that are willing to use it on anyone. And the U S is a prime target. And if we're going to be so sensitive about all this stuff, uh, you know, we're just going to be sitting ducks. We got to play hardball. You know, we don't need to be the ones throw the first punches, but we definitely need to be the ones that, that give it back twice as hard at this point. We need to figure out what the hell is going on. You know, we can't keep putting our people at risk with, uh, you know, with sticks and rocks when, when uh, you know, the, the other people are playing, uh, you know, with, with these high-tech weapons. You know, I know we have the technology to do it um, or, you know, we got to figure out a way to protect our people. Definitely. Exactly. So, <clears throat> so Jeff, so we're going down this, this woke road and, and, our enemies are playing at a, at, a, at a different level than us, and 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 look again. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care who you sleep with. I really don't. But we don't need to advertise it because these people are going to kill us if they get the chance. I mean, we look at we look at Hamas, and and Hamas literally just executed one of their prominent commanders after after accusations of gay sex. Gay sex. He gets executed. 
uh, ISIS is throwing gay people off of tall buildings. Now, this particular gentleman right here, if you read the article, the one on the right, he hit the ground and didn't die. And you know what the crowd of children watching did? They stoned him to death because he was gay. Because he was gay. And now we're going to take our military and have our men and women basically say who they are sexually, openly, so that when they get... It just gives these people another level of vengeance to come after us. These are our enemies. They are serious people, and we're doing this woke stuff, Jeff. How do we... We are, are we are we putting our military men and women at a disadvantage with the softness that we're showing? Yeah, I believe we are. It's just, it's not a cartoon. It's not a, uh, a an, an engagement that we're going to all hold hands to. The military is not a democracy. It's not a place for this kind of of attitude. The military, when you're uh, the, the commanders are trained to teach you to kill. And you will listen to them and you will follow their orders and that's all there is to it. The Marines are trained killers, period. If you know a lot of Marines, and I've met a lot of them, they have a different mindset about things. You, this, there's no place for this in the military. When you go to war, this is not a game. These people are there to kill you and that's all there is to it. And everybody has to be trained appropriately and, 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 and taught, you know, the, the, the best commanders always will always say, I don't care if you're black, white, Chinese, alien, uh, lesbian, it doesn't matter. Uh, you're under my command and that's the way it's going to be. And that's nothing else. There's no other word about it. And you have to follow their rules. And, and uh, that's what the rest of the world is doing because it's military. It's not a game. Exactly. And, and JV. So, I mean, and obviously the men and women that sacrifice a piece of their soul to go off and do violence on our behalf to protect us. I mean, they do, they do come back changed and they, they have that stare that's a little weird, but they're giving up pieces of their soul because of the stuff that they have to do and the stuff that they see. But And obviously the imagery I put up was some pretty extreme groups, but we also have Russia here. Remember when Russia poisoned those people in the UK, those two ex-spies in the UK with that plutonium-type product? I mean, they basically nuclearized them to death um, in a Western country. I mean, we have, we have North Korea, which uh, basically charges $2 million to get Otto Wamber back after they scrambled his brain, trying to read his brain to, because they thought he was some weird spy. I mean, we are at a point right now with all this woke stuff that we're doing to our military that's going to get people killed. How important is the 2022 election? It's hugely important. It's everything. Uh, and it's not just the military. And the military is the most glaring uh, example of all of this. But we've talked about it in our schools. We've talked about it in our media. We've talked about it in our culture. It's everywhere. This woke bullshit is everywhere. And as Bill Maher, we keep going back to one of our first programs where we featured some quotes and comments from Bill Maher, who is a raging liberal, but he's had it right. He said, we've become a silly people. Rome collapsed because they became a silly people. The UK used to have used to be the empire that the sun never set on. It has collapsed as an empire because they too became a silly people. History is filled with nations that become decadent and they lose sight of their value and they fail. They ultimately fail. We are on that path. This is going back to the military. This is Joe Biden's military. This is Bernie Sanders military. This is Elizabeth Warren's military. This is AOC's military. It is not the military of the men and women that fought in World War II, Vietnam, Korea, or even the Gulf War. 
this is something very, very different, and it puts all of us at risk. They're not only they're not only advertising in a woke way. They're trying to purge the ranks of anybody they think may disagree with them politically. They use the word extremists. It's not about extremism. It's about voting conservative, maybe voting for Donald Trump. They are using social media through a private company so they don't violate the First Amendment. So they clearly know the First Amendment exists and they know that if they were to do this themselves, they would they would uh, be guilty of violations of the First Amendment. So they use a private company to watch the social media accounts of military personnel to see if any of them happen to like a meme that might be considered in some way um, out of favor with the political class. That's what's happening here. So, yes, the 2020 elections are huge. We have to stand up. And I don't care if you're a Democrat, a Republican, an independent. I don't care what you are. These people should not be in positions of power because they are destroying everything that not only is good with the nation, but but the things that we provide the rest of the world that are good, they have to go. Absolutely. I mean, think, wow, that's that's so poignant because think of. Think about what America does around the world by keeping shipping lanes open for trade, for free trade, for free travel or safe travel. I mean, if that goes away, if that goes away, China takes over. Yeah. And then what happens? Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, little country in South America. You either play ball with us communists and give us what we want, or you're not getting any of your shipments today or next month. Or, I mean, it puts a, we as Americans make sure for free trade. Are we sure China's going to do that? I'm pretty sure not. Right. No, of course I yield not. Back yeah, no, we're, we're, we're just out of time. I know both of us have a ton of things to go over still, but uh, I do have one thing that came up when I was doing my research. We've also, and I'm surprised we didn't get a chance to, to see the conspiracy, the train to conspiracy junction today. It just didn't happen, Britt. You were on fire, but you never crossed the line to get to that point. No, you no, oh, no, you're just getting closer to my side. Maybe that's that, maybe that's what it is. Maybe my perspective mm -hmm. is shifting. However, I, in doing my research for today, I did come across some video footage that I find very, very interesting. We know about the train to Conspiracy Junction, but we, have we ever seen where that train gets off and what Brit actually does when he goes there? Well, we know now. So now the, the the mystery is solved. We know what happens when Britt takes the train to Conspiracy Junks and gets off there and what he's up to. So mystery solved. What the hell is wrong with you? I got one thing kind of funny, JV. What's that? What's that, Jeff? Today the CDC recommended that you should not be doing any kissing or snuggling with chickens. <laughs> Well, there goes my Friday night. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm glad to see they're putting their uh, their their manpower to good use there. Uh, listen, everybody, please subscribe to the channel. Uh, also go to our Twitch channel, our in Rumble channel, and the podcast, and subscribe to all of those things. We are waiting for the Smash day. The like button. Smash the like button. That, too. We're waiting for the day when you show up here to see a program and you can't find one 
for uh, for a short period. And if that's the case, go to one of those other channels and we'll let you know what's happening. But thank you for being here. Chat, you guys are great as always. We don't always get to a chance to reference your comments, but man, uh, you guys have some great insight into everything that's going on. Jeff, KJ, thanks for being here, guys. Always love having you on the show and appreciate it. And we'll see you uh, next time you get a chance to join us. It's the Independence Game. We'll catch you next time.